Welcome to All the Nuggets. Thank you so much for being part of the Nugget crew. I am your host, Miranda Reyes with Miranda Madison Events, and I am so grateful that you are sharing a part of your day with me. Enjoy this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Los, DJ Los on the line, and I had actually worked a wedding with him at Wellington Ranch um last October and that was super fun and we all had a good time um but Los why don't you go ahead introduce yourself let people know a little about you um currently where you're working at um and yeah we'll kind of just get into it okay well thank you for that introduction Miss Miranda and thank you for inviting me to share my story yeah so uh, my name is Los Lara, and uh, I guess my government name is Carlos, but I just go by Los and didn't really get too creative back when I started to learn how to DJ, where they're like, oh, I'll just call myself DJ Los. Yeah. <laughs> that stuck to the wall like pasta. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but uh, a little bit of backstory about me. I uh, I grew up in a small town. Uh-huh. And Where? Uh, Wellington Ranch is in is a small in a small town all on its own, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I grew up in Eloy. Where is that? In I've heard Eloy, of it. I have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's just past Coolidge. So okay. if if you're on I ten. Um, if you're driving from Casa Grande to Tucson, mm-hmm. right where the Flying J, like the truck stops and stuff, mm-hmm. that little on-ramp, that's Eloy. So when you drive, you blink, you miss it, that's where I grew up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's it's crazy um, how this hobby became a career. And uh, I'll take it back to where we all got started. So... I was going to Central Arizona College, a.k.a. CAC, there on a full academic and band scholarship. Oh, wow. What did you play in the band? I played the saxophone. Okay. And I wasn't really one of those kids that liked to practice. (laughs) Basically, my older brother just put a sheet of music in front of me. And just it was just like teaching me the ABCs. Like, this is known as this, this, and this. And this is how you do it on the saxophone, on the instrument. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. And I literally would read that like a book. Mm. So picked it up and ran with it. So um, that took me all the way to college. And um, I um, oh, rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So my brother went to CAC as well. Okay. And he met um, this guy he hung out with this guy, his name's Andy, mm-hmm. and um, I when I would go hang out with him at his dorm, mm-hmm. I would always hang out with them. So when I got older and became a quote-unquote adult, yeah. you, know, you know everything when you're 18, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, my brother uh, started bouncing at this bar in Casa Grande called Famous Sam's. Okay. And uh, if you're a local... That was like the spot. It's people still talk about it. Yeah. And this was the early two thousands. Is it so, still? I mean, it's still there. It's still popping. No, it, oh. it's not. It's some other restaurant now. Okay. Um, I can't even remember what it is, but mm-hmm. um, it was just 
yeah, they, they the they didn't renew their corporate licensing and all that stuff, so that's where it kind of turned. Okay. But um, but uh, when my brother started bouncing at this bar, that friend Andy, mm-hmm. he started DJing over there at Famous Sam. So okay. he was like, "Hey, what's your brother up to?" He's like, "Oh, he's going to school." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Well, tell him to come hang out one of these nights." You know, I haven't seen him in a while. And uh, those that know me, I, I was like my brother's shadow growing up. Mm-hmm. I was always stuck with him. I was yeah. always trying to go everywhere with him. And he'd be like, oh, just get away from me. But yeah. so he invited me, and I, I was super intrigued by the, uh, the art of playing music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already had the music background where it's like, oh, okay, I know a melody. Mm-hmm. is, you know, eight measures or eight bars, which that's like the biggest, most um, popular part of the song, mind you, right? Sure. People sing a song, it's always the, it's always the chorus. Mm-hmm. So I learned just by watching, kind of like what I did with the whole instrument thing, okay. how to match beats and how to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So. I just kept coming back every week, kept coming back every week. And I would practice before the bar would open. Now, back in this time, mm-hmm. the bars were only open until 1 in the morning. Okay. But I was only 18. So my brother, being the awesome authority mm-hmm. figure and maintaining his integrity, said, you can go to the restroom. And you can hang out behind the decks. Yep, that's it. <laughs> you can, you cannot talk to anybody. You cannot go order your own water or soda. You cannot do any of that. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're out. Oh. <laughs> and and he meant business, so right. you know, and you know, there's so many laws and stuff. So sure. Um, I I adhered, you know, sure. and I kept coming back, kept coming back. And I finally bought my first set of turntables, which they weren't even turntables. They were CD players. Okay. And they were Gemini. My first mixer was from Radio Shack. It okay. cost like $10. Oh, my God. <laughs> my microphone was like $12. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start booking gigs. And, you know, it would be like five hours and we would get paid pennies. But the pennies was, like, so much more money than we were getting paid. Like, I think minimum wage back then was, like, $6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, to us, it was like, oh, wow, this is great. You yeah. know, we're playing music. Sure. Um, now we are the party. We're not going to parties. Right. You know? <laughs> and my best friend and I, we, we were business partners back then, but we were just kids just trying to play music. Mm-hmm. And we... <clears throat> we Started doing like quinceañeras and weddings. Didn't know what we were doing. Um, figured it out as we went. Now mm-hmm. this was back in two thousand three. Okay. Um. So I I told everybody like growing up. I grew up through DJing, mm-hmm. and the the most part that is probably not your typical like stereotypical like thing to do is but I dropped out of college okay I walked away from my scholarship I walked away from band I walked away from all of that Mm -hmm. and I said I'm gonna take a semester off and I'm gonna figure out how to do this thing how to to DJ okay and my brother the authority figure he was like take a year off 
don't wait anymore. For like five years, he was pressing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you need to go back to school. You need your education. You need a, a, a degree. And and then time progressed. And then he would ask me, like, hey, how much do you charge for weddings? And back then, I was like, well, $100 an hour. And he's like, don't ever go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, I go and work at a prison. Now he's a police officer. Okay. He's like, I, I go work at a prison, risk my life, and you make more money than I do. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. But, yeah. You know, that was like, that was like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Right. Now I'm aging myself. Right. right? <laughs> the stamp of approval yeah. to, to go and just pursue this music thing. And it's been, it's been so much fun. Yeah. You know, um, for 13 years, for 13 years or so, I, uh, I worked alone, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my, my best friend, he was just like, you know what? I'm not into it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to get a regular job and I'm going to start a family. And mind you, I've had my, I've had a, a corporate job this whole time. Okay. And, um, and then, um, you know, we, I started dabbling, I moved to Phoenix, uh, what year, 2006, 2005, Mm -hmm. I moved to, I moved to Phoenix and I was going into every bar I could, can I DJ here? And they're like, do you have a following? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got like five friends and two cousins, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give you a shot. So mm-hmm. I'd go and I'd play for two weeks and they're like, sorry, buddy, it's not working out. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. like, I was just resilient. Like I never gave up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I ended up getting a phone call on St. Patrick's day. Okay. Two hours before, the, the event what was going to happen my friend calls me she's a bartender I, I worked with her at my corporate job as well mm-hmm. she's like hey our DJ just called and said he's not showing up mm-hmm. what are you doing right now and I'm like well I'm just sitting in my living room she's like get over here and DJ for us and I said okay so I go I pack up my turntables and I head out to the small bar in Tolleson. Okay. So if you're not familiar, it's out there pretty close to Cardinal Stadium uh-huh. here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I go and I play for an hour, and the owner of the bar comes over to me and he's like, dude, you're great. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and I'm, still, I'm still pretty young, and he's like, I have guys that DJ during the weekends, mm-hmm. but if you're up for it, I'll give you Tuesday night. Hmm. And I'm like, sure, you know, and I ended up building this Tuesday night was just like, I did it for six years mm-hmm. and we, during the week, that was the place to be. Okay. And, uh, then I got into other nightclubs and I would do a wedding here and there, mm-hmm. but I had that in my back, my arsenal, right? I became very versatile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then I just started doing nightclubs all the time, every weekend. 
and uh, you know Tuesday night at this spot, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday I recover. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I, um, after a while, you know, I got burnt out. I was just like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not having fun anymore. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm out till four in the morning. Yeah. And I have to go to work the next day sometimes. So you're still working your corporate gig on top of yeah. all these things. Yeah, Holy I still cow. was. Yeah. Burning the candle on both ends is my brother would always tell me. Don't burn right. the candle on both ends. You're going to burn yourself out. And I did it for years. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, you know? Right. And, so then uh, um, you were burned out at that point. Or did... So when you burned out, was it like quit for a minute and then pick it back up? Or were you still kind of doing it? Or what did your burnout kind of look like? So I I retired from everything. Okay. I retired from my corporate job. I retired from um, DJing, but not really. Like I retired from nightclubs, okay. and bars. Okay. Because the life I I shifted my lifestyle. Like once upon a time, I used to be over five hundred twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. So um, very very poor value of life. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I just said, you know, I need a change. An opportunity came up, and I literally put my two weeks' notice in at my corporate job. I said, I'm moving to Prescott Valley. Okay. And I did. So I left everything. I sold, like, my turntables. I bought, like, a little controller so I could still DJ, but I'm not using, I'm, like, not hauling around a lot of equipment because I didn't have a lot of space where I was going. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went from a house to a little apartment. So okay. got rid of all my furniture, got rid of, you know, threw my huge bed into the storage and said, all right, I'm up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go retire. And, <laughs> and uh, how old were you? Uh, I was 29. That's crazy that you're like, I'm retiring. Like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it was like pre midlife crisis, I guess you could right, say. Yeah. But, I did. I went up north, and <clears throat> I lived very under the radar, and I DJed even little bars out there mm-hmm. where it was like 10 people, but right. it was just like, oh, it's easy money. You know, yeah. I'll go play good music, and, you know, my lifestyle has shifted, so the, the party aspect was has already left me. Sure. So I go, and I'm up there. I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I get a Facebook message one day. Okay. And this guy, he was my friend forever on social media, but I never met this man. Mm-hmm. His name was Jerry. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, we're looking to expand our company. We mm-hmm. need some help if you're interested. And I was really upfront with them. I said, you know what? I'm going to be retiring mm-hmm. altogether mm-hmm. in the next six months. I'll help you with whatever you you got or need. Sure. But after that, I'm done. Okay. And he's like, okay, well, you know, why don't you come down and we'll have some lunch and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if you can help us out. Yeah. So I did. I drove down an hour and a half mm-hmm. to meet this man. And within the first half hour I was like I like this guy yeah yeah he's just he's just like me he's just older mm-hmm. and uh, there's a whole story behind that too but yeah. 
um, he's like, well, you know, if you can come down whenever you're in the city, just let me know and you can come and hang out and see how we do things just to see if you can, you know, pick it up the way we do it because we do it very specific. And I said, sure. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then, you know, I passed my, my probationary period, right? Okay. And, uh, he's like, you know, our guys are pretty busy. I can get you some, you know, gigs that pop up, you mm-hmm. know, pool parties and stuff like that and just to... You know, keep you up. keep you keep yeah. you in rotation. I'm like, sure. You know, and what you've come to realize quickly is that when he would call me, he's like, hey, can you work like tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Mm. Hey, can you work? You know, can you work? Can you work? Can you work? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll be there. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he he sits me down one day. Jerry sits me down one day, mm-hmm. and uh, he says. When are you gonna move to Phoenix? <laughs> and I said, I'm not. Yeah. I go, I'm not going to move to Phoenix. I go, it's bad enough I'm not retiring anymore. Because within the first couple of months, he was just like giving you everything. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he was just like he even helped me reinvest in more equipment. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, we have this guy. He can get us a good deal. Mm-hmm. And he's talking like us, but I'm the one that's paying for it. Right. right. And, and he's like. It'll be great. You're yeah. gonna love it. Get you new gear. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, sounds good. Let's yeah. do it. Uh-huh. We get on a conference call, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I just invested three thousand dollars. I guess I'm not retiring. Right. <laughs> and uh, it, it, the story that Jerry would always tell me is like, every time I would want to walk away, I get it deeper than where I was before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's just how it No, goes. yeah, and that's what he kept saying on his call, too. He kept saying, like, I wanted to walk away. I wanted to walk away. I wanted to walk away. And now I just signed a 10-year lease on our new office, you know? So he's like, well, I'm not going anywhere for 10 years at least. <laughs> so You know what it is, Miranda, honestly, is it's the amount of fun yeah. that we get to have. Like, yeah. Our job is we play music and we make people feel good. Yeah. And... That's just in a regular room, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, though, is that we're creating memories for people that last a lifetime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brides and grooms, you know, sweet 16s, quinceañeras, yep, their yep. families, their friends, all of the above. Sure. You know, and the ripple effect that we've created in one of that carryover is that we want people to go to work on that Monday mm-hmm. saying, man, I went to the best party over the yeah. weekend. Let me oh, tell yeah. you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the DJ always makes the party. Makes or breaks, you know, for sure. And, oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, anybody can play music. I remember one time, like, mm-hmm. my brother was like, how hard can it be to, <laughs> to beat match? How hard can it be to DJ? And I said, give it a shot. Right. And he tried for five minutes. He gave me the headphones back, and he's like, I'm going to go back to the door. Right. Go, yeah, you go check IDs. I'll take care of the music. Right. You know? And I was like 19 years old. Sure. And, um, you know, it's hard to believe that fast forward, like it, it this was just a hobby mm-hmm. where I was just a kid, mm-hmm. you know, in somebody's shadow, just trying to learn how to just blend music together. Sure. Sure. Where now I fast forward 16 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I never thought this would be a career. Like, I never thought that the income would be over the top. Right. You know, right. and, you know, it, it's it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a super 
huge blessing to be like, this is what we get to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there'll be moments where we go to venues, dinners, mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. Jerry and I, mm-hmm. um, where he would be like, Los, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. how do they let us in the front door? And it's right. like, it's because we enjoy ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're passionate yeah. about what you guys are doing, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just one of those things that, you know, I was just a DJ, and I still am. I'm mm-hmm. just a DJ. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when I walked into those doors in that little office talking to Jerry Topete, mm-hmm. which uh, he was um, a previous guest of yours, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And um, I walk in now, and I'm like, I'm the director of Arizona's DJ Entertainment, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing feeling. It's very humbling. It's very, uh, it's very, uh, like, I feel like I'm dreaming at times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially when we walk into a place and, you know, you get every curveball thrown at you because it's a wedding and that's what weddings do, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you and I work together at Wellington Rest, they're like, you know, the dad wants to sing. Yeah. We have to mic him up. We have yeah. to mic up his instrument because it doesn't have an amp. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let yeah. me. Let's see what we can do. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's stressful in the moment, but then by the end of it all, you're like, dang, we did that. Right. Yeah, after the and, fact, we're like, okay. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and everybody there would be like, oh, they do this all the time. And it's like, some things we do, sometimes we, some things we do every night. Right. And it goes great. Some things is like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but the client's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the father, the father of the bride, I remember that night, he was just super nervous and super oh, yeah. Yeah. grateful that he was able to do that at her wedding. Mm-hmm. Which they actually are expecting a baby now. I don't know if you know that or if you're in the loop. Oh, on that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's um, so her dad. So that that bride's dad is the other girl. So the other bride was the one who um, is now pregnant. So it's like yeah, super super cute to then keep in touch with how they're doing. Obviously now in in life, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Um, because this whole magnificent thing called social media, yeah, right? Yeah. Where people, you know, you get to work with them or with us, we get to meet clients at open houses at venues mm-hmm. and then they start following us yeah. and then they, and then they interact with us and like their wedding could be a year away. Right. And then all of a sudden they get to know who you are and you get to know who they are. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the night, they're like, Thanks, friend. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I have so many clients now that they got married a year ago, mm-hmm. and they'll still comment on my social media. They're like, oh, congratulations on your engagement. Right. And I'm like, that's really beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. To where it's just one of those things that, you know, it's not like going to a restaurant, right? Right, yeah. And you sit down and, yeah, you may go to a certain restaurant, you have a regular server, mm-hmm. or you may have regular customers, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just, I don't know, like, I can't really explain it. No, I, yeah, I see what you, warmth. yeah, it's really cool, though, and, like, especially us, where we are planning with the bride or groom or um, celebrant for 
you know, sometimes a year, you know, sometimes months, obviously, but it's cool then when you can, you know, get to the event, and then I actually get sad sometimes at the event, because I'm like, well, I'm not going to talk to them anymore, you know, because we're just in so much contact with them, and then, yeah, you just keep in contact with them afterwards, obviously, and then it's like, this is cool, you know, I, I totally get what you mean, though. It's It's got a whole different type of nostalgia to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's, that's what makes this not even a job. Like, right, no. The money is, is beautiful and it's the cherry on top. But you know the, how the saying goes is like, you should be doing something that you can get paid no money and be, would be super happy to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. And That's when you, you know. know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and when we get these events sometimes and we... They're like, well, we don't have a budget, but, you know, this is for a benefit. And it's like, don't worry about it. We'll mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. It's not always about the money. It's always about taking care of people. Sure. Because even when they, you know, pay for a service, yep. when you go above and beyond, that's the things that bring that. It's like planting a seed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the life of a farmer. You plant a seed and you water the seed. And as you continue to water it, it gets sun and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. then it grows mm-hmm. and then it blossoms. And then mm-hmm. what happens? It multiplies. Yep. So by taking care of people, you know, uh, another famous philosopher always says, is like, if you help somebody give what they want, you'll have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I really loved about the partnership that I have with Jerry and Arizona's DJ entertainment is that that's who we are. Yeah. That's, and, and that's who we are and we have fun. Mm-hmm. People trust us, Yeah. you know, where they come back and they like Jerry, I've seen him or I'm not, I mean, I haven't been around that long, but yeah. <laughs> I've heard him tell me stories that he's done <clears throat> like, a quinceanera, mm-hmm. and then ten years later, ten years later, he's DJing that girl's wedding. Yeah, wait, no, I've seen that picture, and that's like probably one of my favorite pictures ever. You know, because that's really cool when it literally can go full circle like that, and you know, that's years apart. Obviously, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like next day or next year. You know, so mm-hmm. um, just the fact that yeah, they, you know, he made such an impact on. You know, that family and that girl that, yep, yeah, well, yeah, I want you at my wedding, too, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. And, and it happens a lot for him. Yeah. You know, when, I yeah. First, when I first got with the company, <clears throat> he would be, you know, oh, I have to do, I've done their whole family's events, and I'm like, holy moly, like, yeah. how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, at the same venue, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you get returned business like that, it's so nice. Yeah. Because it's so simple. Because you walk in and you, like, know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where sometimes I walk into a venue and I'm meeting the bride and groom that day. Mm-hmm. And by even by then, right, like, who we are and how we carry ourselves and how we handle our business. Sure. Even by the end of that one day, people mm-hmm. are so comfortable with this, they're hugging us. Right, People yeah. are com- so comfortable, they're, they're, they're you know... Shaking her hand, giving us hugs. Yeah, yeah. You know, even the gratitude of you know, 
passing along a tip. Mm-hmm. Like all mm-hmm. of these things that isn't required. Sure. But that's what we, that's the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And when I started getting it where I've been, you know, setting up a ceremony and I would have a, a woman come up to me. She's like, you DJed my, my niece's wedding Aww. last year. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh really? Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, which which venue? Mm-hmm. And she would tell me, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember them. They mm-hmm. they did this, this. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's them. And I'm like, wow, like the world really is small. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you know, it's it's just outrageous on how our elbows rub with everybody, but not anybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been, it's been a ride. Like I was, I was going to retire and now I'm like, I can't wait to retire Jerry. And right. It's not like I'm replacing you. It's right. like, no, I want the legacy to yeah. continue. Yeah. But him to relax. And, huh? <laughs> but him to relax a bit. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Like, and I mean, I, before before all of this what's going on with the world mm-hmm. uh you know i was living at the office with him mm-hmm. and he'd be like um go home yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like well we have events this weekend you know we have 20 events this weekend or 15 or this mm-hmm. he's like i don't even know and i'm like i'm on it you know right and it's just one of those things that it just helps go such a long way. Mm-hmm. It makes everybody's lives easier. It makes our partners, just like yourself, when we show up on site, working with you, mm-hmm. it's easy. Mm-hmm. Working with the other vendors, it's easy. Sure. And it's just one of those things that we just show up and we do the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Never will you find two events that are so similar, but never the same. You know, but yeah. can literally be same colors, same venues, same, all the same vendors, everything, but they'll never, ever be the same, ever, literally. And, and you know, and we always take pride in telling the clients, like, this is tailor-made for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I, I, I was afraid of the microphone, and I'll, I'll tell you even to this day, like, when we get ready to do the grand entrance. Mm-hmm. I get the butterflies, I get sure. nervous, yeah. Yeah. and for 16 years, it's been happening since day one, yeah. and I just know, like, when it happens, I know I'm still having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a job to me. Right, right. It, it's, it's, I absolutely love this, like, you know, and now, you know, I just... <clears throat> excuse me, this last week, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody, like, everybody's home, yep. you know? Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I need to contribute something. Um, so, but I'm not going to go live because, you know, social media is very finicky with music. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they flag it, take it down. So I'm like, I'm going to record something. I'm going to put it out. Mm-hmm. And if if ten people listen to it, great, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling my fiance, I'm like, wow, this hasn't even been a full week, and that mix has gotten over three hundred plays. 
And I'm just like, wow. And then I go and I look at the comments on it, and it's other DJs in Arizona, even some feedback from a DJ in California, Mm -hmm. and people that used to go to my events when I was doing bars and nightclubs, uh, people that have done, that I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And I just was like astonished because... I'm like, well, I'm just going to put this out, and if somebody listens to it, it's good. Right, right. And the ripple effect came back, and it's like, oh, dude, everybody's listening to this. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, because you fall out of touch with people, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that people come in and out of your lives like the seasons of the year. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, it's it was very humbling. And very, it made me happy mm-hmm. because those people that I haven't spoken to in years are like popping up and it's like, oh, I remember the memories we had with so-and-so. Right, right. You know? And you'll and never then, forget, um, you know, so that's pretty cool that they remember. Yeah, to reconnect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what, what better way to reconnect but reconnect with music? hmm Yeah, no, definitely. So... I want to, like, backpedal a bit and talk about your beginnings in um, DJing. I mean, rejection in general is just hard. And, you know, getting it time in and time out um, is really difficult to overcome. And you obviously, like, as time goes on, you kind of, like, lose you know, confidence for as many no's I feel like that you do get. So when the kind of bars were, um, you know, would give you a few days and then they'd say, hey, like, I don't think this is really going to work out. Like, how did you get past those? And obviously to where you are now, um, you know, to keep going, like, past that, that you were like, okay, like, that's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to move on to the next. Like, how did you really move past that because I know it's not easy for all you know oh no rejection rejection really messes with the, um, somebody's self esteem mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants to get that or have that feeling mm-hmm. um, and I think back just you know you ever think about memories you kind of it's kind of like you're watching it on TV right mm-hmm. and I remember back when I first started I just wanted to make it on the radio. I just wanted to make it into a nightclub. Sure. And it wasn't even like, the no didn't even bother me for Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Not like the no's and rejections of like school dances and stuff like that. I think that that wore on me more Mm -hmm. as a kid Mm -hmm. than because I was just like, okay, um, no problem. Thank you for the shot. You know, thank you for the opportunity. But I don't know. I, I think it was just like, I, I just love music so much. It was so easy for me to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt with, sure. with school. Mm-hmm. You know, all of my stuff was paid for. So I don't know if that was anything, but, you know, I would listen to the radio. Okay. And I would hear these DJs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, back in the day, like, the two-hour drive at five with DJ Fashion, which, you know, he was on, back then it was Power 92, mm-hmm. Power 98.3, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, like, DJ AL3. Um, I would watch his 
stuff on YouTube back when it first came out. Sure. I would study it, and I'm like, that would be neat to be like that one day. And then, like, a really big pillar for me was uh, a, a guy here. His name is DJ Nick Knack. Okay. And I first, you know, he was, I think this is when it became Power 88.3 at this point, mm-hmm. where he was on the radio at nights. And, um, I, like, I always told him, I'm your number one fan. Okay. <laughs> like, I love hearing him mix. Didn't know, didn't have a face to him or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I had the opportunity to meet him at a nightclub. And Were you, like, just, fangirling? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, a, I was, like, the, I was, like, a, uh, what do they call them? You know, the, oh my goodness. Um, I was, I was always, I was there like every week wanting to. Oh, like a, like a groupie? Like a. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was definitely that. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but Nick was just somebody that I never knew I was going to get so close to. Uh-huh. You know, he was like, Hey man, I'm, you know, there's, we can pay a monthly subscription. I'll give you some music. Are you in? Are you up for that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, great. You know, you can meet up with me every month. Mm-hmm. You can pay me, and I'll give you music. So that's kind of like building the relationship, I guess. Yeah. And just asking for advice, like that annoying little brother that I yeah. that I that I was for my real brother. Yeah. I did that with DJs. Mm-hmm. You know. And they'd be like, oh, man, that's just the nature of the business. You just got to keep grinding. You'll get that one. And when you get that one, it'll open other doors. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Like, I would go in and play at these places. Now, they weren't no nightclubs. They were like family bars. Right. That did karaoke. Yeah, yeah. You know? And these were like mom and pops. No core, you know, nothing major. So I was like, okay, I'll get my break. I'll get my break. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like somebody moving to Hollywood saying, you know what, I'm going to be a, a, a star. Right. And in my own little, in my own little world, I did it. Mm-hmm. Where I was DJing in nightclubs in downtown Phoenix. So I was DJing clubs in North Phoenix and Scottsdale and sure. the West Valley. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, on Westgate, you mm-hmm. know, DJing for the Cardinals. No, that's and, so cool, though. I think, yeah, yeah um... Just, I feel like when you finally find your passion in life, like, it's it's laser-focused mode, honestly. And, like, as long as you have, like, thick enough skin to honestly get through the gripping and the griming and so many people saying, you, well, you can't do that. You should just go do this. You, you should just go do this. You could. And then you're like, nope, like, I'm okay. Like, thanks, thanks, but no thanks, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and you know, I was definitely there. Sure. Um, even with like my family, go sure. back to school. Uh-huh. What are you doing? You need yeah. an education. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll make it back. And yeah. don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I didn't have an academic and a band scholarship for no reason. Like, right. Right. I was good at school. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like school. Right. Right. I was a smart kid, but I was just like, you know what? I'm over this. And, Small town mentality. I just want to have a good time. I don't mm-hmm. want to do nothing, you know. And um, I think that re 
there's nothing wrong with knowing what you want. Right. And now that and that's the other thing that I really love and appreciate about where we are in the world as far as like social media because mm-hmm. there's so many entrepreneurs out there mm-hmm. that that came from nothing and have everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they understand that the resilience behind it and the message that they they tell people is just like don't give up, be resilient. Yep. Yep. And don't take no for an answer mm-hmm. when you know deep down in your soul you that's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, honestly, yeah, there's no better feeling, honestly, in the world to, I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, I mean, kind of having your haters just look at you and then turn into, like, supporters, you know, and... Eventually, they'll, you know, and normally, unfortunately, it's family, it's siblings, it's, you know, people that you love the most that are really telling you, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But then when you do it, and you continue to do it, then they're the ones that are like, oh, great job. Like, I knew you could do this all along when I literally, like, want to roll my eyes and be like, okay, not really, but. (laughs) Well, you know, they do it, they do it, and and I had to learn this through experiences like they do it to keep you safe yeah yeah they they do it to where you don't fail they do it to where you don't feel bad mm-hmm. um and the most important point is they do it because they don't have the courage to do it for themselves mm-hmm. and i experienced that firsthand where i, re- I read somewhere it's like if you maintain your authenticity to yourself yep. the world around you will will adapt to it mm-hmm. I love that. so and when i left my corporate job mm-hmm. and i told my one of my good friends i was just like hey man i'm i'm done i'm moving up and he's like why are you doing that like mm-hmm. you're you're not gonna make it you're going to fail mm-hmm. and then the last day of when i was at the office he asked me to pick him up from the airport because he worked, um, sent him out of state. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go pick him up, he's like, hey, thanks for picking me up. And uh, the only reason why I told you that the other day is because I could never do that for myself. Right, right. And when you, I mean, staying stay authentic to yourself is always a priority and a, and a must. Mm-hmm. But when we grew up, Right when we were raised as kids, from our loved ones, our our relatives, or our uh, teachers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They teach you, they mold you into a certain type of thinking, mm-hmm. and it programs us, right? It's like sure. programming your radio dials to your favorite radio stations when you get in your car, right? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't ever change. It uh-huh. always stays the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really learn that until I left my corporate job to move up to Prescott Valley. Mm-hmm. When I moved up there, I learned and discovered so much about myself, the, sure. the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it changed my whole life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I feel where, like you... Um, just understand people and why they say the things that they may say or why they do the things that they may do. Um, 
And it's it's so weird though. Like once you do finally make that shift over, because I I had made that shift recently. I don't know what was really the turning point, but I have like more empathy for people, you know. And I'm like, that's okay. Like if you feel like that, but I'm still gonna be here for you, you know. And yeah. I'll still help you, you know, what kind of wherever. But when you make that shift, like it literally is like mind blowing because you're like, that makes sense. You know. <laughs> well, what the the thing is, is that you know we were told to not talk to strangers. We were mm-hmm. told to hold it all in, and you know, don't say anything to so and so because they're going to tease you about it, mm-hmm. or you know, they'll use it against you. Mm-hmm. Where being completely transparent, keep sure. maintaining your transparency with yourself and others, mm-hmm. it it just keeps releasing you. You don't have all that pressure and all that weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that when you, when you are able to help somebody do that for themselves by being completely selfless, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. By helping somebody else, you learn something about yourself. Yeah. And it's, that's where you, it's like getting another tool for your toolbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where later on down the road, you're like, why did you buy that size of a screwdriver? Because I may need it one day. Right. You know? <laughs> and that one moment of courage or that one moment of strength when you're completely just mentally having a breakdown, mm-hmm. you can go back to your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get past the moment, right? Because what happens is that with us humans is when we see conflict or see failure, we want to give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've always told everybody, you know, um, like I failed more than everybody else, but never gave up. Mm-hmm. And I okay. refer to that because of the whole like lifestyle and weight loss and, mm-hmm. you know, being over 500 pounds, not being able to tie my shoes, mm-hmm. and just all of this stuff to now it's just like, that's not who I am anymore. Right. That's the, that, those unfortunate events molded me into the person who I am today. Mm-hmm. And now we get to help each other. Sure. Where, you know, by being, uh, uh, giving somebody a hand up, not a hand out, mm-hmm. help, helping them through their stuff where you can be at the end of it and be like, oh, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I learned this about myself. Sure. And then, I mean, would you want to maybe go into, like, how and what kind of got you through that, you know, significant amount of weight loss? Would you sure. want to- so, yeah, like, what, because, I mean, so, how, what was the total amount that you had lost? Um, the most I've lost is 197 pounds. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, then. It's the reaction I always get. <laughs> so, then, I mean, what was, was there a program that you were on? Was it just straight, like you know, watching diet and water and everything, was it, like, A specific program, a specific program for sure, Mm -hmm. but I, I owe, 
I owe all of the glory to my brother. Okay. Which, uh, my brother Chewy, he's the the bouncer from back in the day okay. that became yep. a police officer, yep. right? <laughs> he's the closest thing, him and Jerry are the closest things that I have to a real dad. Okay. My dad was never really around. Okay. And uh, my brother raised me, so okay. that's why I was always in the shadow. But mm-hmm. he basically calls me one day, and this is a Sunday. Okay. And it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm just waking up, man. Like, like uh, we party last night. I DJed at a club, and you know, we went and got some food, and we came back to my apartment, and we kept drinking. Mm-hmm. And I just hear the shift in his tone and his voice, and he just goes, "Bro, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I just told you, bro. I just woke up." And he's like, "No, like." You're 28 years old, Los. Mm-hmm. You're my only younger brother I'm ever going to have. Mm-hmm. If you don't change your lifestyle, you're either going to be bedridden one day or you're not going to wake up. Mm-hmm. And he said, why would you want to do that to your family? And even that wasn't enough for me. Right. I was just like, I love my life. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in the limelight. Yep. I'm in yep. the clubs. I have money in my pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have alcohol at my disposal. And he's mm-hmm. just like, he goes, you know what, man? Do me a favor. My kids need you in their lives. Mm. And that for me was the the like the, the light switch turning on, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I don't have any kids of my own. Sure. But those are my babies, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And that was all I needed to get started to where, you know, dating back to my longest friend, mm-hmm. he had lost like 150 pounds. And the whole time he was doing this, he was like, hey, do this with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we were the fat boys growing up. Let's not be fat anymore. Right, <laughs> let's, right, yeah. Let's, let's change our lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm cool, man, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. And it got to a point where, like, it wasn't like, hey, how you doing? He was just like, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, look, man, if you're only going to hit me up mm-hmm. for that, don't so, hit me don't up. Don't hit me up, yeah, yeah. And he, and he stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. And it was like three years, Miranda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said no for three years. I had that awkward conversation with my brother. Mm-hmm. I called him and I said, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been an advocate. I've been an advocate for Herbalife. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then, um, I mean, what are... What are, like, kind of your pillars currently in life that you stand strong by to, I mean, not go back to, you know, that, you know, and go back to kind of your old life and what are, like, some things that you, yeah, like, pillars that you live by, definitely? Um, it's, it's creating different habits. Mm-hmm. Um... Because everything that we did was is, is based off of a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was and still am an emotional leader. 
So there are moments in my life that I don't have any control. Or, I mean, I should rephrase that. I lose my, my control, right? Sure. And uh, I understand that I'm human, and I understand I'm going to fail and fall. And um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because what I've learned, and you know what the crazy thing is? is like all the products that this, this company has taste amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't taste like chalk. Right. <laughs> but that wasn't even the X factor for me. It was the community and the people. Yeah. It was yeah. my coaches. It was my, it was strangers that became friends, friends that became family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that different support system, I got everything in support that I never got from my own flesh and blood. Sure. So every time that I would be like, you know what, man, I, I went on a bad week and I gained six pounds or mm-hmm. however much it was. And it's like, no problem. Let's have a better week. Sure. And that consistency gave me faith. That consistency became, gave me that strength mm-hmm. to where I know that if I slip up a bit, it's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just get back on track. It's going to be all right. Sure. Where before, you know, oh, I had a cheat meal that turned into a cheat day that became mm-hmm. a cheat weekend, mm-hmm. and now it's a cheat month. Mm-hmm. Right? And don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying my life as much as I can right now as because, you know, I... This year, I just got engaged, and Yay, it's congrats. been amazing. Thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. And it's been amazing, and, you know, I've slipped up a bit, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Destiny and I, we were talking about it this week. It's like, okay, like, we've had our fun, mm-hmm. but let's get back to business. Sure. And it's like, even to have that support in my home, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it means the world to me, because this is who I am now, yeah. you know, like... You know, it gaining a couple pounds doesn't define anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's only temporary. But if you quit, that's forever. Sure. And I'm never going to quit. I know that now. You know, where before I couldn't find something to grasp onto to say I'm going to hang on to this for a long time. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So then, I mean. Moving back into the DJ space, I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of goals do you have personally set for yourself here, let's say, within the next five years? Uh, the next five years, I DJ full-time. Um, I would love for Jerry to to relax. Okay. And it, it's, it's a... It's a hard task because he's very go go hands go. On. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's not only the player; he's the coach. Yeah. And I look at him sometimes, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how you do all this. This right. is a lot. Right. And I just don't. I just want him to sit back and just be like, I want him to be able to enjoy the fruits of labor mm-hmm. because he's built something so amazing. Right. And I know he talks about how great this company is but i still don't think he sees the entire picture still Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think it'll take him to be on a beach (laughs) (laughs) in some island to be like oh wow you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i never thought that it would come to that and uh 
you know, in five years, I just, I want, I'm going to be married and I'm going to buy a house and DJ full time and people we meet, it's like, oh, okay, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I, I, I played music and they're like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. that, aston- that astonishing factor, not only, not for them, but for me. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, to always be goal oriented, you know, mm-hmm. I think for me, I forgot the element. I forgot how to dream, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I think a lot of us do. You yeah, know, yeah. We 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 get off of our job and we come home and we turn on the TV and that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is sad, you know. It and, is. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And it's like and, <clears throat> I feel like being that person for however many people we can impact, you know, and. Letting people know it is okay to dream. It's okay to go after your own goals. It's okay to be your own person, you know, because it's sometimes, you know, people get caught up in, which obviously isn't a bad thing, but get caught up in being husband or wife or mom or dad that they're so enthralled into that that they forget you know, like, oh, I forgot that I loved working on cars, or I loved going garage selling, or I love doing these things, you know, so it's um, definitely being that support for people, you know, when people think, like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, and then understanding and really getting into conversation with them and being like, but why? Why can't you? What is holding you back? What and like literally, and I had said this earlier in one of my podcasts, literally just peeling off layers of the onion, you know, and saying like, okay, <laughs> you know, what's the core? What's the reasoning? What? How can we make you be amazing? You know, because you are amazing, and everyone should know that they are amazing and they can do amazing things. Well, certainly, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's one of the things that uh, when I moved to Prescott Valley and when I was coaching people. Mm-hmm. That's all I did full time was coach people and DJ yeah. part time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would I would speak with with I think the number one community that gets impacted the most is mm-hmm. wives. Mm-hmm. Is because we their number one priority is family. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that's husband, wife, then kids, mm-hmm. then career, mm-hmm. and then themselves. Sure. But we, even when they do something for themselves, they're guilty. Mm-hmm. Right. They're mm-hmm. remorseful. Yeah. They're selfish. Yeah. And and they're teach, not. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not. Mm-hmm. And we we teach them to say. I don't mean any disrespect, but I want you to get out of the back seat of the car and I want you to take the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would say, oh, it's it's difficult or, you know, I can't. Mm-hmm. And, I would, and then my rebuttal would be, okay, but if you don't, then what? Who will, who will take care of all of these people mm-hmm. when you're no longer with us? Mm-hmm. And that is where really switches because now they identify their why sure they identify and then and then in the story through, through all that is they they re, re 
rediscover themselves. Mm-hmm. They set a goal. They set two goals. Yeah. And then they get back into the driver's seat of life. And that's where, even where I have my moments, I understand that it's just a moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's giving people control of their lives back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is through practice, through, you know, support groups. Um, I used to do like a personal development class mm-hmm. with a bunch of people mm-hmm. where it was kind of like a book group where we met on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. we would read a chapter and then we would break it down, mm-hmm. but not break down the words on the paper and for say like, Oh, what is the author saying here? It's like, sure. no, what impacted you the most? Mm-hmm. And how did it impact you personally? Mm-hmm. And then the the next layer of the onion is how can you apply that to your life today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And through that practice and helping others, you help yourself and your community is enhanced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By helping other people better themselves it helps me better myself it helps me be more consistent in life not only for weight loss but in life life yeah yeah and then that's how those whole relationships build right Mm -hmm. strangers yeah to friends friends to family yeah and it always comes back to all of that Mm -hmm. is by taking care of each other yeah because at the at the beginning of all of it is sometimes is we don't have the strength to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we don't want to let other people down sure well and that's where i really like the um accountability of having your goals with other people letting people know about your goals um you know i'm sure that's obviously also where the coaches helped for sure um but just that account accountability partner um, and not letting them down, you know, because once you have that person, then you're like, oh, well, I don't want to let this person down because I told them I was going to do it. Now I have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that like mentality of, you know, the accountability partner, account- accountability person in your life that um, helps for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, that those small steps is what climbs mountains. Mm hmm. And you don't even realize you're climbing the mountain because right. all you're trying to do is put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. until you get to the top of the mountain. You're like, holy moly. Yeah. Look what I just did. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I never thought that a, that anybody would ask me to be a director of their company. Sure. Yeah. You know, and all I did was show up for events and, Hey, how do we do this? Oh, we mm-hmm. do it like this. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, oh man, I, I have another uh, a multiple meeting. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's taking care of clients. Now it's taking care of venues mm-hmm. and being the face to the venue sure. that leads to the clients. Yeah. And it's just it's so crazy <laughs> because all I wanted to do was just play music mm-hmm. and. I wouldn't trade it for the world because just like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. A year down the road, you're planning people's most important days of their lives. That's Mm got to be such a euphoric type of feeling Mm -hmm. every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's no different for us. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's just the fact that we can play such a huge part in, I mean, one of the most important days in their life. You know, it's definitely, I feel like, graduation, whether it's from high school or college or anything like that, um, getting married, and then definitely, like, having kids. You know, those are pretty much, like, the big three, you know. And those um, are all graduation, graduation moments in life. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I didn't um, really think about it like that, but that's a really yeah, good point. It's yeah. leveling up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, how do you level up? Well, in my career, I can get a, a raise, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But in my life, I get a girlfriend. In mm-hmm. my life, I get a wife. Sure. Those are all graduations. Those are all, you gotta, you don't get to level three without beating level two. Right. And, um, you know, when you think about one aspect in your life, mm-hmm. you can apply it to everything. Sure, sure. And and that's where like discipline mm-hmm. comes easier when you think of it like that. Yeah. Because when people think about like, oh, I gotta go to the gym to mm-hmm. lose weight, and I gotta eat celery to lose weight. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no. You know, or with us, it's like you know. We know how to do this, so we know how to bridge those gaps Mm -hmm. to where, you know, we create the moments at a wedding. Mm -hmm. Even when we do our consultations, it's like, okay, Jim, when you get to the center of the dance floor, Mm -hmm. I want you to spin her, I want you to dip her, and Mm -hmm. I want you to kiss her. Mm -hmm. And I go, that's a money shot for your photographer. Yep, yep. (laughs) And I go, and when you mount that picture on above your fireplace Mm -hmm. and you look at it in 10 years you're not going to remember hey los told me Mm -hmm. the dj told me that we're gonna do that right it's like no you're gonna look at that and be like wow Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life literally i remember how i remember the moment that i kissed you yeah I remember the day. I remember the smell, and mm-hmm. I remember just so all of your senses start to just activate, right? Mm-hmm. As I just get the chills now, just talking about right. it, because that's what we want. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, we tell we tell the clients, it's not about us; it's about you. Mm-hmm. And we work, we go above in our power to. Sure talk to your vendors so you don't have to worry about it. We always tell the, the clients, I want you to wear a nice watch mm-hmm. because it looks great with your outfit. Sure. I don't want you to stare at it all night. I want yeah. you to stare at your wife. Yeah. I want you to stare at your husband. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to, to take all that in. Sure. And I believe that that's what makes us successful. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that um, this was definitely a nugget-filled <laughs> podcast, and whoever is listening to this right now, I actually, Los, I don't know if you know this, but today, as I was going through my other podcasts, um, the first one of the day, she, uh, one of the girls is also a planner here in town, but she had named the tribe, or she had named the listeners the tribe. And so I had made this decision to call the listeners the Nugget Tribe. Um, So if you are part of this Nugget Tribe and you're listening to this episode, um, seriously, like this was 
some golden nuggets for sure. I appreciate it. I think that. I think that a lot of people, um, you know, obviously resonate really well with people when they know that the person personally had gone through these experiences, gone through, you know, what they had gone through, and are telling their actual stories. You know, it, and people can like sniff them out when okay they made that up you know they didn't really go through that you know which is pretty crazy you know how you know social is great like we had chatted about earlier but social also exposes people you know and really like shows true colors you know and um, yeah <laughs> and you know I, I'm just a DJ in Mesa Arizona yeah right? But I always tell people, imagine the adversity mm-hmm. that your favorite actor, your favorite artist, your sure. favorite book, you know, your your favorite author, whatever it is that you're into, just imagine how much adversity they had to endure mm-hmm. to be that person that you admire. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just, it just we don't know a lot about that because not a lot of people talk about it. Right? Sure. No. And, um, I believe that if we take that stand for ourselves and sharing our own obstacles, yeah. it gives people hope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they can, that they can be better too. Yeah. And that's all we want. We, yeah. we don't ever chase perfection. We just no. chase progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Jerry had, um, dropped a nugget in his podcast but he had said to just always keep the wheels turning you know like just because something gets you down don't just stop you know keep keep it going keep it turning it's everything's going to be okay at the end of the day you know maybe in the moment um you know obviously we're all human we can't you know go I mean 20 hours a day you know for 20 years of our life, you know, like there are moments obviously where our bodies are going to say, stop, I need a break, you know, but, um, it's just, it's crazy. Like we're human, you know, like we all make mistakes. We all, you know, mess up and we learn from the mistakes and it's not seeing the mistakes necessarily as mistakes. It's seeing them as learning experiences, you know, it's seeing them as, okay, that's why I had to go through that or that's why that person, you know, or this situation was put in front of me so then I can learn from it and now this is how we're going to do it from here, you know, type of yes. thing. Yes, yes. All it is is building blocks, right? Yeah. All, all this is, and this is, and this is a really good one that I really like to use. Mm. All of your mistakes in life is no different than different spices in your cabinet. Sure. Because you sprinkle a little bit here, you sprinkle a little bit there, mm. and at the end of it, you have cuisine. Mm. You have a five-course meal, right? And that's texture. That is quantity, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of it is quality. It's gourmet. Yep. Oh, I like that one. I've never heard that one before. That's a good nugget right there, too. <laughs> Um, so then advice wise for maybe a DJ 
that is wanting to get into the industry in 2020, um, what type of advice would you give them? Um, do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not a, I'm a music purist. Right, you know? right. I love music. Everybody loves music. I don't think there's no one in this world that doesn't love music. Mm-hmm. Even my dogs love music. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's, if you're wanting to become a DJ in 2020 is ask lots of questions, mm-hmm. um, reach out to a mentor, right? Ask mm-hmm. someone to take you under the wing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've mentored a lot of guys mm-hmm. that have became like one guy. He's like on the radio. Um, a couple of guys are on the radio, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's not like, oh, I did that. They right. Did no. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just by asking questions and always sticking around. Mm -hmm. So just like anything else, right? Just like learning any new skill, it takes trial and error Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a lot of practice. So Mm -hmm. for somebody that wants to get into the DJ now is I would just, um, follow a lot on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, even like, uh, Buying cheap equipment. Yeah. Like my first mixer was $10 from Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. That's not a bragging plug by any means. Right. You know? <laughs> Those are humble beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes, it's what you'll get back whatever you put in it. Mm-hmm. And if you put nothing in it, you won't get anything in the return. Sure. So, I mean, I if, if there's anybody that aspires to be a DJ or ever wants to learn, reach out mm-hmm. I'll be more than happy to help mm-hmm. no nope, that's awesome and and even to have you just say that right there like lets people know and gives them the okay you know go ahead and I'll definitely like post all your social up on here and you know let people know like how they can um you know reach out to you definitely in the social media space but um how can we help you um, how can you help me? Um, I guess, you know, accountability would be great. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just like tapping in and checking sure. in, like, yeah. you know, um, I, I mean, support, you know, I adapted this and this is probably so bad, right? But. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share it with you anyways. Okay. Um, I have adapted the whole addict mentality to supporting people. Yeah. Right? Where you get, you just got to check in once in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we all, every in a world full of billions of people, there's yep. moments that we're all feeling low. Yeah. Yeah. And just by checking in on somebody and saying, hey, you know, how's that? five pound goal or Mm -hmm. how's that five year becoming a full-time DJ? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, keep me on my toes and I'll love you forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. I, um, actually already kind of have like 
third, I think it's the third Sunday of every month that I check in already with two other people. So I could even just like add you to the list and like just check in with you. You know, whether it's just, I mean, even over a text and saying, hey, how's everything going? How are you? You know, like what can I do to help you get to your goal this month? You know, so um, yeah, I can definitely um, be that, you know, and I know that, you know, even if, say Jerry listens to this podcast, you know, and then you know, he could also be an additional. So then it's like double reinforcement, you know, and then more and more and more and more. You just never know. Um, but yeah, I I do want to challenge everyone that is listening to be an account accountability partner for someone. And then in turn, find yourself an account, accountability partner. You know, whether that is the same person or whether it's a different person, you know, which is totally okay. Um have that person in your life and it's almost better when it's like an outsider you know that you know you don't really see often but then you check in with them you know literally for this thing um because you guys obviously have your own lives you're doing your own thing and then all of a sudden it's like hey what's up what's going on um that's a that's a real challenge that I want to challenge the tribe to do because um yeah I think it'd be It'd be cool, you know. You know, and if I could add to that challenge to the tribe, right? Yeah. Um, reach out to someone you admire. Mm-hmm. Reach out to someone that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Not someone that you want to be a copy and paste, but sure. someone that you like, you know, you know, you want to be a business owner mm-hmm. or uh, a coach or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You reach out to someone that's going to literally scare you straight. Yeah. <laughs> and keep you in those alignment to goals. Because if it's someone that, you know, uh, you know, your best friend that isn't very goal oriented, they're probably not going to keep you accountable to much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to reach out to someone that literally scares the socks off you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because that requires you to level up, mm-hmm. and that'll change your life. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I um, and this is on the record now, but I think I actually want to change tribe because just politically correctness. So I think I'm want to do Nugget Crew. I think Crew's fun, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> chill. So no more Nugget Tribe. It's now Nugget Crew, uh, so yeah, join in on the Nugget we're, Crew, and we're gonna we're having breakthroughs. Yeah, <laughs> literally as I talk, and like having it on the record for sure keeps me like I was saying it aloud, and I'm like, mm, let's... that's how you create it. Yeah, literally, and it's and it's literally trial and error, and it's literally talking out loud, and it's literally you know, correcting myself on the record, you know, and saying like, mm, no, that's not, you know, I like to leave as much pol- politics and, you know, everything out, um, just cause it's not, you know, it's, let's just be happy and create magical events and go from there, you know, like there's no room for any of that, you know, so we're not going to talk about that and we're not going to, and we're going to be politi- politically correct. So, <laughs> 
Super That's fun. Good. Well, Los, thank you for your time and thank you for um, your support always. And thank you for, I mean, correcting me, you know, when, you know, my freaking podcast um, hadn't saved all of Jerry's, you know, that <laughs> I, I honestly don't think anyone would have said anything, you know, so um, it's just always good to have people, you know, say, hey, you know, because whenever I post these, I, you know, I'm most of the time just not, I need to pay more attention. That actually taught me to pay more attention. But um, it's really good to have people like, check up on you, you know, and be like, yo, you know, this got messed up or yo typo or yo anything, you know, so um, appreciate you. Appreciate your time tonight. Um, thank you for dropping all the nuggets on everyone. I know they're going to love this podcast for sure. But if there's anything that I can do for you in the meantime, let me know. Um, and let me see when these. So third. Yeah, the third Sunday of every month. I'll kind of just check in with you and just be like, hey, what's up? How are you? You know. Um, that sounds terrific. So, yeah. Thank you again. Um, do you have any You're last thank nuggets you to drop on everyone? No, no, I, I don't. I don't have anything left in the tank. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all the nuggets yeah, have been dropped. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, you know, I um, I'm always here. Okay. You know, I'm always here for anybody and everybody. Um, so just reach out. That's awesome. Thank you, Los, and thank you for being you. Um, you're an inspiration to all for sure, but. We will chat with you soon. Um, so thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your night. And stay happy and healthy and safe during this time. So Yes, ma'am. You too. Thank <laughs> okay. you so much. Maria. Thank you. Bye. Work with you soon. I, yep. Thank you. Thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Miranda Madison Events. If this podcast has brought you any sort of value or you've learned something possibly from a previous bride or a vendor that you're just wanting to pass on and someone just needs to hear, please share it on with them. Um, I am really excited for this podcast and I am wanting the world to hear it. So however I can help you guys, however I can bring you more value, um, perhaps there's another topic that you may want to hear, just let me know. Thank you guys. Bye.